Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is an examination of the hidden human condition. This is the Hidden Killers podcast. With Tony Bruschi. We are listening to specific testimony right now from the trial of Lori Vallow Daybell. We're up to a segment now with the Relief Society President Alice Gilbert testifying in the trial of Lori Vallow Daybell. Take a listen. Thank you, Your Honor. Would you please state your name and spell it for the record? Alice Gilbert, A-L-I-C-E-G-I-L-B-E-R-T. You're okay. These microphones can be a little touchy, so we'll just get used to it as we go through things. Do you know Chad Daybell? Yes. Did you know Tammy or Tamara Daybell? Yes. How did you know them? Um, we moved into the ward 2017, so into the neighborhood too. Um, I was working with Tammy and our calling and our church calling. And when you talk about the ward in your church, what church are you referencing? The LDS, the LDS church. And did you say when you moved into the neighborhood? 2017. And Chad and Tammy were already living there? Yes. Would you say that you were closer to one of them um, over the other one? Yes. And who were you closest with out of those two? Tammy. And you should, and excuse me, but I believe you said you and Tammy shared a church calling. Yes. And what calling was that? I was the Relief Society president and she was the first counselor. How often do you think you saw Tammy? We met once a week for meetings and then on Sunday. And had that continued for quite some time? Until she passed away. Mm -hmm. And do you recall when the two of you uh, were given the calling? In October of 2018. So for about a year, Mm -hmm. you saw her approximately twice a week. Right. Did you get to know Tammy pretty well? I think so. And tell us a little bit about Tammy. Tammy, Tammy was a great person. 
she was shy. She didn't like to be in the limelight, but she was very organized. She knew the computers very, very well. Whenever we needed to change anything, she could do it quick. She knew the computers really good. Um, whenever we planned an activity or so, she would say, let's keep it simple. Just keep it simple. And it seemed to work. It seemed to work how we, how we did it. And I, I, honestly, I think that that's how she lived. Keep it s- simple. Did you have occasion to observe Chad and Tammy together? Yes, I did. Mo- just at church, mostly. And what did you observe? Well, at first it was, they were normal. It was great and normal. Sometimes he would come to help set up the chairs for the activity that she would be over and he would help that way. Um, in 2019, it kind of changed. Not that he was, he was more distant to her. So that was noticeable. And you said that was in 2019? Mm-hmm. Did Tammy ever talk to you about her marriage? No, she never said anything about it. Um, she did one time tell me her finances were um, a little strained, but she didn't talk about it with us. And when you would see Tammy, did you notice her slow down at all? No. Did you notice any change in her activity level prior to her death? No, in fact, I think it increased. <laughs> Did she ever complain to you about any health issues? No. Did you ever see Tammy have any shaking fits? No. Did you ever see Tammy faint? No. she ever tell you that she did? No. At some point, did you learn, uh, or excuse, let me back up. How did you learn about Tammy's death? Um, the morning of the 19th, 7 o'clock, Emma called me on the phone, and she was just sobbing. And she told me that her mother had died. And I said, what? And she said, I said, what happened? And she said she died in her sleep. And I'm going to object to hearsay. This is all hearsay. I'll sustain that at this point. At some point, did someone take the phone from Emma? Chad did. And what did Chad tell you? He told me not to tell anybody and to wait for about an hour. And I said, well, I need to call the bishop. And he said, no, don't don't call. But I still did. And to be clear, was that on October 19th of 2019? Yes. At some point that day, did you end up going to the Daybell residence? Yes, we went over about 8.30 in the morning. Did uh, did you make observation, observations of Chad when you arrived? Yes, he met us at the door, and he gave me a hug, and um, all the children were there, and their spouses, except for Mark. And the children were stunned. 
they just they were all on the couch and chairs and they were they could hardly speak they were stunned at this but um Chad was not stunned he was had to tell us I said what happened and he said well we think she died of an embolism and he said that her legs were hanging over the bed and that she fell out of the bed and that she got up at midnight and um, vomited and um, and the kids didn't say anything and they were I think they were too stunned to talk Did it surprise you to hear Chad's explanation of her death? Yes, because I had just seen her Wednesday. I had just talked to her on Wednesday. And how did she seem on Wednesday? Fine. She was fine. Did she complain to you at all that day of any health issues? No. Did you ever hear her have a coughing fit around that time? No. After initially going to the Daybell residence, what else did you do that morning? Um, so I asked him if they had breakfast, and they said no. And my husband and I said, well, we'll go get you breakfast. And as we stood up to go, Chad told me that the funeral is going to be on Tuesday and the memorial on Wednesday. And I was really surprised, and I looked at him. I said, oh, did you plan this? Because, you know, sometimes a husband and wife will... We'll say if I die before you, I want, you know, a graveside or do this. I said, do you plan this? And he said, no. But I knew somebody planned it. <laughs> and did that seem awfully quick to you? Yes. And so the funeral was going to be on a Tuesday mm-hmm. and the memorial on a Wednesday? Yes. And she um, was pronounced dead on a Saturday? Yes. Did Chad respond when you asked if he'd already planned the funeral or if they'd talked about it? He just said no, and that's all he said. But it did catch me off guard. It did surprise me. Did you, in fact, end up attending the funeral? Yes. I I had to go see her in the casket. You're just fine. I had to tell her goodbye. And And she looked good. And where was the funeral? In Springville, Utah. Did you ever ask Chad why the funeral was being held in Springville instead of where they resided? You know, I didn't. I just assumed because they used to live there, I I didn't. I was surprised because I would think that the kids would like to go visit her grave. And they, you know, if she was buried closer, they could go visit. But then they used to live in Springville, so I didn't ask him. When you were at the funeral, did you do you recall making any observations of Chad? Um, 
he was standing by the casket. I told him that Tammy looked good. And he just said, yeah, she does. You know, it, it wasn't really mournful to me, but I, I didn't know how he was reacting to things, you know. So we went to the, the funeral was a really nice funeral. It was. And I was really amazed. The kids all, all spoke and I was, they did a good job. And I was surprised that they did so, f could pull it together so fast from the, w the death and then it would take a day to drive there and to talk. So I was amazed they gave some really nice talks tributes to her. And do you recall if Chad also spoke at the funeral? He did. He spoke last. And did you make any observations regarding his talk? Um, he, he gave a good talk, too. Um, may, maybe more like a church talk than a a spouse would speak to about their mother's spouse. And after getting back from the funeral, did you end up attending the memorial service? No, we didn't go because we had just been to the funeral, and so um, our Relief Society presidency and the bishop fixed a meal. And we took it, and we took it over to Chad's after the memorial. And when you took it to Chad's house, was he there? Yes, they'd just gotten back, and the kids were back, and so we put the food down, and the kids started to eat. And Chad said then that he was moving out. He couldn't be there. And we said, well, where are you moving? And he said he's moving to Rexburg. He had a friend there that had a condo, and, and that he, his friend was hardly there, so he would let him stay there. And the memorial was on Wednesday? Yes. And so by Wednesday, Chad was telling you he was going to move out of his residence? Yes. Did you, were you left with an impression of if the friend was male or female? He called him a he. Chad called him a, him a he. <laughs> so you believed it to be a male friend that he would yeah. be moving with? Did anything else strike you that morning uh, as far as anything Chad told his kids? Yes, he told them to go through Tammy's things that afternoon, which I was surprised at. Uh, did you observe how the kids seemed to react to that? They were eating and they seemed to go along with it and not really question him. So I think they went ahead and did that. In the time uh, after Tammy's death, did you have an opportunity to observe the Daybell children? Yes. So uh, I went Friday to go check on Emma and Garth, and I stopped in to see Emma. She was really struggling. She was crying. She'd missed her mother. She um, was also struggling um, having contact with Chad. He, 
I said, what, what's wrong? And she said that he didn't want anything to do with her or her siblings. And then I checked in at Garth. They lived right cornered from each other. So I checked in on Garth, and he said that he was hoping he wouldn't lose his dad. Yeah, I'm going to object that this is hearsay. It's sustained. Uh, were you able to observe how they appeared? Um, Emma got real sick, and she lost a lot of weight. Um, we took a lot of meals to her, and the the school district was taking meals in to both her and Garth. Garth and Seth were living in the, in the house. And when you stay in the house, was were they living in Chad and Tammy's house? Yeah, they were. And um, I went over and cleaned Tammy's house for her, took her a meal, <laughs> so that but she she struggled um, health wise that way. At some point, did you end up reaching out to Chad? Um, so it'd be a, it was about a week, and um, my husband and I thought, well, we could call him to see how he's doing, maybe go visit him. So we called him and said, can we come and visit with you? And he said, no, but I'll come to your house. I'm, I'll come over and see you. So we said, okay. And, Judge, I'm just going to inquire when the court wants to take a mid-morning break just so I can gauge how far uh, to go. Okay. Um, let's let's go ahead and do that now. I think it's a good time for that if you still have a ways to go on your direct. Um, so, all right. Thank you, Ms. Blake. We'll take a uh, break here for roughly 20 minutes, so try to get started again uh, no later than quarter till 11. All right, please. Thank you. Please be seated. All right, Mr. Bailiff, we could have the jurors brought back, please.
Thank you. Please be seated. Okay, Ms. Blake, you can continue on your direct examination. I'll remind the witness you're still under oath. Go ahead. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, and just for the benefit of the jurors, I think before we left off, you were talking about reaching out to Chad uh, to check on him. Yes. And what do you recall the content of that conversation or uh, what was discussed? We reached out to him to go visit him to see how he was doing. And I think this was the 26th of October. And um, he said he would come to see our come to our place. Did you get the feeling that he didn't want you to go to the residence he was at in Rexburg? I'm going to object that speculative, Judge. Sustained. Did he, in fact, end up coming to your place? Yes. He came over to our place, and it was, um, gosh, I would made cookies, and he came in, and sat in the kitchen. Um, we asked him how he was doing, and he said, actually, I'm doing really good. And that he'd met the woman he was going to marry. And and you recall this being uh, around October 26th? And Tammy had just uh, passed away or been declared dead on the 19th? Yes. Did you find... Uh, did it surprise you that he seemed to be doing so well? Yes, we were shocked. And he went on to say how beautiful she was and um, we asked him where he'd met her and he said at a conference in St. George in October and um, we asked him her name, and first he wasn't going to tell us, and then he said, well, I'll tell you. And he said, Lori Vallow, and I had no idea who, well, I think, who's Lori Vallow? And, um, and then he mentioned that she did a podcast with Melanie Gibb, and so then that, oh, that's who that is. And then the, you had some name recognition? Yes, just knowing that she had done a podcast with Melanie Gibb. Had you ever met Lori Vallow? No. And when Chad was um, talking to you, you said he indicated they'd met at a conference in St. George in October. Do you know if that would have been October of the previous year in 2018? Yes. Was she with him when he came to visit you on that occasion? No. 
did you end up actually meeting her in person? Yes. Do you recall when that was? Yes. Um, so on Tuesday nights, we worked at the temple, and um, we were waiting in a room for a meeting to begin, and he te- um, tapped us on the shoulder and asked us to step in the hallway. And there uh, we met her and her niece, Melanie, and another friend. And it was brief because we had to get back into the meeting, and so it was just brief, but it was a, a little awkward. It was awkward. And then at some point, did Chad and Lori both end up coming to your house? Yes. Yeah, so in that week, so I, I honestly, I'm, I don't know if it was the next day or another day, but it was in that week. And... Um, they came to the house in the um, afternoon, and um, it was cold, and so I asked her if she was used to Idaho weather, and she said she'd bought some warmer clothes, and um, they came in and sat on the couch, and was quite affectionate with each other. And when you say quite affectionate, could you describe a little bit about what you were observing? Um, it was abnormal for us to see Chad that way. So, you know, his um, arm was around her. He was had his arm over her legs. And she was giggling and laughing. And it, for Todd and I, for my husband and I, we were we were embarrassed just because... We hadn't seen Chad in a thing that way, especially they, they look like teenagers. And so um, anyway, so um, I asked her about her family, and she said that she, and I asked her if she'd been married, and she said yes, that her husband died in December of a heart attack. And... Um, then Chad said, and she recently just lost a daughter. So I told her, oh, I'm sorry. And she said, thank you. And I said, how many children do you have? And she's kind of stammered and, um, like there were stepchildren involved. And so I did not get a definite number. And when, um, and you talk about you hadn't seen Chad act like that before. Mm-hmm. Was Chad like that with Tammy? No. And you talked about you'd ask Lori if she was getting used to the cold. Was there a specific reason that you remember asking her about the cold? Yes, because October of that year, 2019, we had a extreme frost in Rexburg at the time and it was uh, early frost and it was a hard frost and the farmers were getting their potatoes that early and in fact they they were helping each other getting it it was an unusual hard frost and so it was cold that October and so that so I, I asked her if she was getting used to the cold then and when you talk about it was potentially the next night or sometime that week, are you referencing the week of October 26th? 
of 2019? Yes. Um, did that seem pretty quick to you uh, to see Chad there with another woman? Absolutely. Yes. And when Chad told you that Lori had a daughter that had died recently or that she'd recently lost a daughter, Lori's, Lori didn't say anything different? No. She didn't contradict that information? Mm-mm. Did they ever talk to you about their plans for a future together? Yes. They first Chad told us he was going to go to Hawaii to write a book. And then um, they mentioned that they eventually were going to get married, but they didn't know when that would be. They mentioned they were going to take the kids to Disneyland around Thanksgiving. And when they talked about taking kids to Disneyland, do you know which kids they were referencing? It would be Chad's children. Did they ever mention taking any children of Lori's with them? No, I I had the impression that she had no more had no other children that that she was um like an empty nester hadn't there was thought and I thought that the daughter that had died was like an older daughter you know maybe of cancer or illness or something And did Chatter Lori provide you any details as to how Lori's daughter had died No and I and I didn't pursue that question with her. And I think previously we talked a little bit about you going to visit Emma, and was it Emma that you would go clean her house? Yes. <laughs> At some point. Did you learn about or receive information regarding some missing children? Yes. When I stopped to see Emma, um, she had told me. I'm going to object to hearsay. <coughs> yeah. Anything uh, she says specifically would be hearsay, so that is sustained. Okay. Did, at some, did you learn anything regarding some missing children? I heard on the news from... Again, again, objection hearsay. That would also be hearsay. At some point, do you know if Chad left Idaho? Yes. Um, I knew that they had left. After they visited with us, I think they left uh, when I... Stop to see Emma. She objection here, say. <laughs> um, comment I, wasn't made yet, so I'll overrule that at this point. Miss Blake, just if you'll re-ask the question. At some point, and maybe I'll ask it this way: After Lori and Chad visited you, and you'd had the conversation about Lori's children or lack of children, did they come to your residence on another occasion? Yes. Um, it was after they were married, and they were they'd come back to Idaho. They were going to take the kids to Disneyland. They did stop by and show us wedding pictures. Do you recall approximately when that visit would have been? 
It was close to two weeks. It was close to two weeks after um, they had been there the first time. And at that time they showed you wedding photos? Yes. Were you surprised to see wedding photos? Yes. And why was that? I had, just because it was so soon. They had gotten married so soon. And you were friends with Tammy? Mm-hmm. At some point after that visit, did Chad end up coming to your residence? Um, they, let's see. No, I think that's when they, that's when they left, um, for Disneyland. I, I do know that through that time they had visited, um, other neighbors and gone to the school. Um, he came earlier, um, in February and visited with us. And uh, later in February of the following year? No, 2019. Um, and just Chad had come over on that occasion? Yes. And that was while Tammy was still living? Right. Uh, what do you recall, uh, why does that particular visit stick out to you? Because um, we were fixing a bedroom floor so I was busy it was a mess and so I was fixing the floor and he um, came over to visit and as he so I was still fixing in the bedroom and he was going to leave and I walked to the door with him and he stopped at the door and paused and said that he'd had a vision um, of Tammy that um, her time on earth was coming to an end and that he, um, it was fulfilled and um, he didn't know how or when, but he didn't see her living past the age of 50. And that was in February of 2019? Mm-hmm. And again, when you had met with Chad and Lori, or excuse me, Chad the first time, he'd indicated he met Lori in October of 2018? Right. At some point, did Chad come to your residence and ask if he could move in? Yes. Um, after Lori was arrested in Hawaii and was brought back to Idaho, and he came shortly after and asked, uh, he said it was too crowded at his place and he couldn't live there and he wondered if he could uh, li- live in one of our sp- spare bedrooms. We told him we had a daughter that was coming to live with us. So, no. (laughs) And uh, did he visit you um, other times as well around that same visit? Um, It was when the bond hearing was set for Lori. Um, He came to our place shortly after and asked if we would put our property up for bond. And I said, well, he, he mentioned another man's name, that he can't help me. I said, what about your family? 
no, my family can't help me. And we told him we would think about it. And he left. Um, the next day, and that, I think that was a Saturday. The next day was Sunday, and he texted us and said that he had a bondswoman to come and talk with us. And we told him, well, we were still thinking <laughs> about it. And, um, uh, we're going to object to surveillance. We don't believe that this is in furtherance of any conspiracy. Uh, what's the relevance, Ms. Blake? Uh, Your Honor, I can ask a different question. Go ahead. At some point, did you and Chad have a conversation regarding the comment he had made to you previously about Lori's daughter dying? Yes. So when he um, asked us to do this bond, I felt like because you're asking this of us, I'm going to ask you some questions. Again, Judge, we're going to object to relevancy. Ms. Blake. And, Your Honor, maybe I'd ask for a sidebar. Okay. Your Honor, I think there was a pending objection. The state will withdraw our question okay, go ahead, um, and ask a different way. Not getting into the context of why Chad was there or the other conversations, what, if anything, did he say regarding his prior statement that Lori had a daughter that had, had lost a daughter recently? Um... I asked him, I want to say this, I um, did ask him how many daughters she did have, and I said to him, you told me when we met that she had just lost a daughter, and he said, no, I didn't. I said, yes, you did, and um, so I knew that it was Tylee that he was talking to me about. I asked him also, um, where are they? I asked him, where are the kids, Chad? And doesn't Tylee want a life, a job, a car, a boyfriend? And he said she didn't like people and she didn't like me. And what struck you about those statements? Because he said didn't. He is the past tense. He's the past tense. And again, without getting into the context or indicating who the person was, at some point, did you overhear Chad make a statement to someone regarding his wife and you? Yes. And what was that statement? With the, the statement... I'm going to object to foundation. If we don't know when this occurred, or, you know, it's a little, I think there needs to be a little more foundation. Okay. I would agree. It needs a little additional foundation, Ms. Blake. And the statement that I'm referencing 
Would that have taken place at your residence when Chad was there? Yes. And would it have been after he had returned from Hawaii? Yes. And without indicating who you heard him say that statement to, do you recall overhearing a statement regarding what he thought uh, regarding you and his wife? Yes. He mentioned they they think I killed my wife, and that they was referring to me and my husband. I don't have anything further at this time, Your Honor. All right. Thank you, Ms. Blake. Uh, Cross-examination? If I could have just a second to confer with counsel. Very well. Mrs. Gilbert, uh, you and your husband are farmers? No. Um, we have some animals on our place, but some chickens and a steer. And But my husband's a flight instructor. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you'd, you were talking about farms and potatoes. I was wondering if you were a oh, farmer. No, it's that surrounding areas. No, they're in Rexburg with the farmers. Okay. And, and you knew... Uh, Chad Daybell, because he lived in your neighborhood. Yes. And uh, he and his wife and children attended the same church as you. Yes. And then how did you get to know Melanie Gibb? We had heard her. I didn't know her. We just heard the podcast with her and Lori on it. So you listened to the podcast or you did the podcast? No, we listened. And, and what kind of podcasts were those? Well, um, they were upbeat and positive podcasts, and um, I got, it was encouragement. They had it was a lot of life in the podcasts. And was Chad Daybell involved in those podcasts? The one that we heard, he was not. And is it something that you listen to or something that you watch? No, you could just listen to it. And, and so do you know what Melanie Gibb looked like or just what she sounded like? I didn't know what she looked like. And uh, so were you aware of what Chad did for a living? Yes, I did know. And did you ever read any of his books? Yes, we had read like uh, the last series um, before we had moved there. So you you knew his name before he moved in as your neighbor. Yeah. And, and did you think the what did you think of these books? Well, at the not sure at the beginning he says it's a fiction, and at the end he said it is um, 
visions that he had seen with his children in the books. So did he indicate to you personally that these books were fiction or that they were true? Objection, Your Honor. Relevance. And beyond the scope of direct. It's overruled. I didn't talk much about it with him on the books, but I'm, I, I'm assuming that he would think they were true. And, and did you ever talk to Chad about his, his visions? I didn't talk to him more my husband did. So were you there when they talked about it? No, because they did it at church. I'm sorry? They did it at church, uh, <laughs> so I wasn't there. <laughs> okay. Your husband and Chad would talk about his books at the at church. At church. Okay. <laughs> and the church, you're meaning uh, which church? Our, our LDS um, church. Uh, and did you attend the, we've seen maps and pictures of what's called the Salem Church. Is that what, yes. what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. And that's about, uh, it's a couple of miles from Chad's house? Yeah. And, and where do you live in relation to that? Um, we live on one, um, about six houses west of Chad. Okay. And so um, d- did you talk to Chad about the conferences that he would go to? Um. No, we attended one in Rexburg and one in Boise. Other than that, we didn't. My husband may have, but I didn't. So, and what were those seminars called? Um, they were a, a preparing a people um, seminar. There was quite a few speakers. So, one in uh, Rexburg and one in Boise. Do you remember what year that was? The one in Rexburg was early, so that maybe early or 2018. And then the Boise one was in 2019. Okay. And was Chad a presenter at both of those seminars? Uh, yes. And he was attempting to sell his books? Yes. And he was uh, giving speeches about his religious beliefs? He talked about his books. Did he talk about his near-death experiences? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what did you make of his near-death experiences? Well, they were interesting to hear. You don't, you don't know if, if that's real or not. It to him it was real. I, I, you know, I can't say it was real. I don't know. Um. Was his goal in talking about his experiences to sell books? I think so. And uh, were these seminars or conferences sanctioned by your church? No. Uh, Were they approved by your church? I I don't think so. So people who go to these uh, seminars are typically LDS people? Oh no, they're from all over. They're they were from all over. So, so who's the? Uh, 
where did you learn about these preparing a people conferences? I think we saw a brochure about it. Um, we saw a brochure with one in Rexburg, and then also an advertisement one, I think, online for the one in Boise. Okay. So they, so uh, the, the presenters at this at these seminars conferences that you went to. Uh, was the subject matter of that approved by your church? No. So if you went to one of these seminars, conferences, you were uh, a renegade of your church? No. They had all different types of topic, topics that was interesting to hear. Um, there was one that talked about... Um, the process of fossils, the universal model. There was one, um, a lot of it was had a, a theme with it with the LDS theme, like there was one on the Book of Mormon. Um, a lot of them talked about being positive and being um, um, like food storage, those types of things. Would some of the topics focus on the end of the world? Uh, I think Chad's did. Uh, he seemed to talk a lot about the end of times. Yes. And what did you make of that? Um, again, it was like food for thought. You thought about it, and um, some of it you... Um, he would tie things into it, like what was going on with in the world. So he would tie that into it. Um, financial things going on or disasters going on in the world. So he would tie it together. With, with some of what he was teaching, would that be called strange or out of the ordinary? Probably, yes. Would he, would he talk about uh, a new church called the Church of the Firstborn? He, n not in the seminars. I did not hear him talk about that in the seminars. Did you hear him talk about that in other times? Yes. Uh, I think in conversation with my husband, he did. Uh, what did you make of that? That was another part that... You just hear, you just listen. You know, sometimes you just nod and listen, and you hear, and all oh, that sounds good. But again, you have no idea. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you don't know. So, with this Church of the Firstborn, uh, sometimes we've heard the term splinter group. Would that be considered a splinter group of the mainstream LDS church? Objection, Your Honor. I think that hasn't been testified to, so I'd object to the question. And I would renew my objection that we're beyond the scope of direct and getting out of any relevance. Uh, I think we're getting outside of the scope of direct here. I think there's some relevance with that last question. I'll sustain the objection on that. So... Uh, so did you think Chad was kind of a weird guy? Yes, I did. But I, I've met a lot of weird people. 
so I, you know, he wasn't as weird as some, and but it was a little odd. Did you look to him for spiritual guidance? No, I didn't. Um, I considered it his thoughts or his theories of things, but not my guidance. And were some that you saw attracted to Chad because of his spiritual talking? I think so. He had a way of of being convincing, even though he was selling it as fiction, but yet some people believed it. I think so. Um, sometimes just the way he talked, um, he would make his voice and talk as if he absolutely knew things. And is that what you observed with my client and Chad Daybell, is that she was enamored with him? She was definitely in love with him, but I think the beliefs were the same. And and I think you described it as a couple of teenagers. Yeah, that that visit was. And I only th- think that because I'm older, so you would look at it like, well, I know their age, you know, like be your age type of thing. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Ms. Blake, redirect. Thank you, Your Honor. Just briefly, um, did Chad appear enamored with Lori? Absolutely. And Chad was more affectionate with Lori than you'd seen him be with Tammy? Yes. From your observation, did it appear that they had an equal relationship, uh, Chad and Lori? Yes. Were they both equally affectionate with each other? Yes. Did they both speak openly with you? Yes. It didn't appear one was controlling the other one? I don't think so. I have no further questions. All right. Thank you, Ms. Blake. That will conclude the testimony of this witness at this time. Uh, If she's here under subpoena, may she be released and excused from the state? Yes, Your Honor. Any objection from the defense? No objection. All right, Ms. Gilbert, thank you for your testimony here this morning. This is an examination of the hidden human condition. This is the Hidden Killers Podcast with Tony Bruschi. Go ask Alice. Alice Gilbert, they're testifying in the trial of Lori Vallow Daybell. There's much more to come. Press subscribe so you don't miss any of it. If you'd like to get an ad free version, do that through Apple Podcasts. Check it out. You can try it for three days free. I'm Tony Bruschi. Stay with us.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.